Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Previously on Chaotic Normal... The former crew of the Sturge arrived into Port Providence with 3,000 gold in their chest and a pocket full of dreams. They had heard of a investor by the name of Galen Primewater who ran a theater in town and got the idea to put on a grand performance for him to prove that they were worthy of a grand investment to put towards a ship. They then dubbed themselves the Aristocrabs and put on the performance of a lifetime. Galen Primewater was very impressed by this and decided to give them a residence in Port Providence. The crew, now the Aristocrabs, decided that this perhaps was not their best plan moving forward and are now deciding on what to do with their time in Port Providence and to perhaps find a angel investor to put some money down towards the ship. Will they find an angel investor or will they now live their lives as the aristocrats performing three nights a week in Port Providence? Let us find out in Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles. slept and are now uh rested so enjoy your long rests less you were asking me off camera if uh this is if this counted technically as a long rest and it counts entirely as a long rest you've slept your eight hours and uh, as the next morning comes you pretty quickly hear that bad storms have kept uh, many of the ships from actually like the fishing vessels from actually going out into the water freak storms that hit today and basically the strong winds are keeping most fishing vessels here locally the uh big problem of that is that it affected the fishing harvest and already this morning there's hardly any fish available in the markets which fulfills the prediction that celeste accomplished with her augury spell uh that told uh, Gellin Primewater that there would be poor harvest of fish, a thing that Gellin Primewater bet, I believe it was 50 gold pieces, wasn't true. So you are now able to go collect your debt from Gellin Primewater if you'd like, and put yourself 50 gold pieces closer to your goal. But as you awake in the playhouse and think on this, you realize that still puts you 
6,950 gold pieces short of your goal. A sailing ship, uh, not even accounting for promises to the crew, is going to run you about 10,000 gold pieces. So the 3,000 you took from uh, the uh, uh, crew of the Nasher is only a fraction of what you need. And so last time, I believe we also left off with you talking about ways that you could get a ship. There were some outlandish ideas, like maybe we somehow book passage to the weird kelp beyond Black Rock, where you were just sunk by a kraken, uh, and try and find the wreck of the ship belonging to uh, Rubert's father, the Golden Maid, and that you would dredge that up from the ocean floor, restore it, and take that to sail. Other ideas, like maybe engaging in some dangerous and uh, hazardous affair, like delving into some horrible tomb-like dungeon, a tomb (laughs) of horrors, if you will, in order to find treasure was also tossed around. There was uh, talk of a ghost ship, or the Sea Ghost, a pirate ship that apparently keeps striking armament shipments that are making their way from the mainland to Port Providence, uh, and basically keep striking these ships stealing onto it killing people quietly and stealing away all the armaments uh basically leaving no military defenses coming to shore up the loyalist desire for imperial control here in providence um and you realize that such a rogue ship would be an opportunity to steal but i believe what uh, a final idea that was also talked about was a realization that you don't want to go to a horrible tomb. Uh, you don't want to delve or to try and capture a rogue pirate ship without a boat at all, because the best you could afford is a dinghy, and uh, that's going to be a laughably short naval encounter as you try to fight a pirate ship with a dinghy. And uh, finally, you uh, you know, there was the third idea of what if you got somebody to pitch into, and this is like your character so just talk through these ideas uh what if you got someone to pitch in and invest into you or into your your crew and a ship for you all now that would be a pretty sizable investment you'd be asking for someone for you probably couldn't get some random farmer or merchant to do it you need somebody truly rich to co-invest in your uh ship a a truly wealthy patron would have to put down an absolute fortune uh to help purchase a ship for yourselves so that you could have something to crew. And so these thoughts have run through your mind all night, these various routes. Do you delve into horrible tombs? Do you go after a uh, pirate ship without a boat yourself? Do you find an investor? Uh, Or do you try and book passage to the weird kelp beyond Black Rock to dredge a ship from the ocean floor? Uh, All valid options. Uh, But as you awake and are discussing this and discover the storm has hit and uh, ceased all, uh, like, fishing boat traffic today, um, you're kind of discussing it over breakfast, like, in the uh in one of the local inns, something called the old swordfish. Uh, So in that tavern hall, you're eating eggs and bacon and, uh, I guess, fish, but it's old fish from the day before. And discussing what your plan is to get yourselves back at sea. Little Amory is a, is with you. He is drinking a tall mug of coffee and has two small mackerel on his plate that stink like rotting fish. Yum. Sorry, young Amory, not little. He is a <clears throat> 13 or 11-year-old boy or some age like that. Uh, <clears throat> Gotta get this kid some better food. Still I'll trade him. Uh, can I trade him my my bacon for his coffee? 
Uh, you have a coffee in front of you as well, but you can attempt to <laughs> yeah. barter with this. All right, you look over and he like grabs at his coffee uh, pretty jealously. Out on the sea, coffee is a very scarce ration. Whatever. <laughs> you make no further easy. effort? All right. Uh, you can have my coffee. It makes me so jittery. Oh. <laughs> thanks, thanks big guy Amory l- laughs and says huh, maybe you could use some slowpoke and looks to the rest of you trying to get some uh, satisfaction to see if, or like validation oh that was good that was good you're I learning I, I give him a maybe you could a... slow down and take on the sea breeze every once in a while Amory pouts and says, I would if we could get back out on the sea. I can't stand another day rotting away on land like this. Huh? No, I, I am in agreement with you. How do you think we here. should get a ship, Amory? Oh, Amory. Piracy. <laughs> I've seen there's all manner of ships down at the, uh, at the wharf. We could just slip on, kill the crew, and steal any one of them like good pirates. Wow. <laughs> you know, Amory, I think we need to maybe keep our standing a little a little more clean in this city before we uh, take on something that big. Um, yes, how do you propose we would be welcomed back into Port Providence once we, you know, need supplies again? Well, we'd come back with a hail of cannon fire. They'd have no choice but to let us in. <laughs> He starts uh, pretending to, like, setting up, like, his bacon and, like, mackerels as, like, little soldiers and buildings and flicking them as little cannon shots from the harbor. The land made you so mean. (laughs) Don't don't play with your food. Well, you recall that this is a young, like, budding teenage boy who spent most of his life among pirates. His sense of moral right and wrong is pretty wrong. What's a good um, stand-in for the Shattered Islands for Jesus Christ? <laughs> uh, Melora uh, by Melora is the pretty common curse. I'm Melora. <laughs> I wonder if we could trade this kid for a boat. Oh my god. Okay, I don't like where this is going either. He's got bacon all over my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got to meet up with uh, Gellin Primewater, see if we can collect that 50 gold. So maybe. Maybe it'd be a good opportunity to ask if he has any work. I'm, I'm sure he noticed that uh, we're not exactly a real act. I don't think it would be too much of a surprise to let him know that we've got some other ambitions. Hey, speak for yourself. I killed it out there. <laughs> can I? Uh, can I take that hat and tear those initials out of it while we're sitting here too? Yeah, you take like a, a your dagger and start cutting the stitches out that stitch in gold thread GP into the uh, large hat that you found with the blue feather. Uh, I'll cast mending when I'm all done. All right. Uh, so you're working at that while people are talking about uh, the next step, which it sounds like uh, Jules, you're pitching that we that your crew ought to go pay a visit to one of the town councillors, uh, one of the richest men in town, to uh, try and ask for 50 gold pieces. Yeah, it might not be the kind of piracy you guys are used to, but I've had my fair share of robbing patrons out of their ill-earned cash in my day as an adventurer. So 
as the wealthiest person in town, maybe Gallon Prime Water would be a good mark to uh, sponsor our new journey. Mm. I I completely agree. Perhaps we leverage our past endeavors. Um, I could even drop my father's name if I have to, of course. But uh, yes, perhaps he sponsors a boat for us, and then we use that to make a make a way for ourselves on the Shattered Isles. So, what's the angle? Like, do you want me to seduce him? Well. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, that's, like, now that's an interesting question. The the brand new peg legged uh, <laughs> salty sailor. If it comes to that, yes, I'm I like will. saying that with my knife at my hat, like sarcastically. <laughs> we'll have to, uh, you know, we'll have to get a read on him. Every every uh, every patron's got a different angle, so. We'll have to see what he's into and what he wants out of us. So as you sit there, uh, you're discussing, while we're trying to get funding, um, The uh, uh, one of the serving maids walking by stops and like you hear her just say, Ugh, and like roll her eyes and scoff audibly as she's walking behind <laughs> you as you're talking about this plan. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, did we say something to offend you, ma'am? Uh, she says, oh, oh, never mind. I just, you know, it's just, it's none of my business. More coffee? Sure. What's none of your business? Well, not that I should have an opinion. She says this as she starts to pour coffee into Jules's mug. Uh, not that I should have an opinion. It just strikes me that a couple newcomers to town trying to uh, ask Mr. Ma- Master Primewater for money without a structured business plan are clearly asking are in, in, in danger. What do you mean? Well, Master Primewater, he's a patron of the arts, of course, but he is he didn't get to be the richest man in town. Well, second richest, but don't go telling him that the Solmar boy is richer than him. Uh, he didn't get to how rich he was just going around handing out money. Ha! Wait, you said there's somebody richer. Yes, who is this Solmar boy? <laughs> you don't know of Anders Solmar, the heir to the Solmar fortune? Um, those of you who uh, have been spent some time in Port Providence, uh, a light ticks in your head. You have heard of Anders Salmar, although as far as far as most people are concerned, Anders Salmar is like the orphan of a very wealthy couple who were Agdalen royal royalty, uh, or not royalty, but Agdalen nobility who moved out to Port Providence. Uh, unfortunately, they passed away in a tragic yet mysterious uh, <laughs> boating accident uh, like a decade or so ago, leaving their son, uh, Anders Salmar, uh, an orphan, being watched over by like their house butler. Um, <clears throat> Anders Salmar eventually, or although as this, or you realize that he probably did just come of age to 18, uh, meaning he would, and from the sound of what this... Uh, woman's just said he likely uh or it sounds like he's just come into his inheritance which would make him a quite wealthy man here in uh and therefore quite influential man here in port providence Hmm. and young enough that he doesn't know what to do with the money and so perhaps we take advantage of this young man (laughs) Maybe he'd be uh, interested in the glory and adventure of, you know, 
piracy and or uh, yeah perhaps we even say hey we'll solve the mur- the mysterious death of your parents or whatever whatever gets him to take our side or we could just or, take it you know why don't we just plan a heist um, he's new to this <laughs> we are relatively oh. new to this maybe we just you know this will give him we can let him know this will give him good prestige as it will us We'll you know, build building our names together. Exactly. We could uh, get a good right. Worst case, worst case, we talk to Gellin, we talk to Anders, and we tell each of them that we've made a striking deal with the other and play them off of each other. No, this See, this is a plan I is like. Is the coffee maid still here as we're saying all this? Yeah, she's like yeah. leaning in and, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> well, just so you know, Anders Solmar is uh, he's not just some, well, he just got elected to town council. Youngest person ever to get elected to town council. It's, he's making quite the storm here in town, really pushing waves, if you will. <laughs> nice. What do you mean, pushing waves? Making waves, you know, the phrase, like when a boat cuts through water. Yeah, but like how? Well, he's got quite a... He hasn't declared himself for either the loyalists or the traditionalists. You really have been out of town for quite some time. He sits in the middle, and with three loyalists and three traditionalists, well, that means uh, young Master Solmar ends up making the tie-breaking vote most often. He just uh, he just snubbed Gellin Primewater yesterday. Oh, and Master Primewater is quite furious about it. I'm gossiping too much. I promise it's not too much. Would you say Gallon Primewater is more on the loyalist or the? Oh, a traditionalist through and through. He's been here since the times of the wars with the sea pirates. Uh, oh, sorry, what do they call themselves now? The merchant princes of Zilcomness? <laughs> pirates. Pirates and nothing more. Uh, Master Primewater actually made his fortune. Uh, by uh, enlisting people when uh, when the Agdelander ro- so-called royalty went and abandoned all of its uh, mercenaries or its mercenary ships out here, its uh, oh, its its uh, freebooting ships full of press ganged men that were hired to fight the uh, z- the uh, pirate princes, the sea princes, uh, when. When the war was over, Agdaland just told them to find their own way home, leaving crews uh, and ships just floating around out here. New pirates abounding. and uh, But Gellin Primewater stepped up, hired on many of these crews to make merchant uh, routes across. And so instead of a new age of terrible piracy, Gellin Primewater kept us safe with secure merchant routes. Hmm. Ma'am, but he's, uh, so... don't you have other tables to wait? Oh, I have one more question. She looks around and she says, and then looks pretty huffy at you. Uh, uh, Phil and says, well, <clears throat> uh, you asked me for my opinion and I gave it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I just have one more opinion. Like, I really want to hear your thoughts on this since you have such great opinions. She pauses. Um, I'm going to let you make a persuasion check. Uh, contested. I'm trying to be genuine. I just, no, but you're, it's early. She's pretty uh, offended by Phil Collins. There we all. Wow. And I need this to be contested by Phil Collins uh, in Intimidate check. Uh, I grin through my like half missing teeth. <laughs> he said persuasion. I got a yes. nineteen. 
Got a seven. <laughs> uh, she is too offended from Phil Collins and then says, well, if you have another question, perhaps the uh, one-legged man can answer it. And she hops off down the uh, table. You didn't even refill my coffee. Wait. <laughs> uh, we'll have yeah, to. I had an idea. We're going to have to leave her a big tip. You guys know that, right? That was. That was oh, I didn't rough. have any coffee. <laughs> well, you had the food, though, Selner. You've had quite a few eggs. But they didn't even give me the shells. <laughs> Zellner, do you eat eggs as a vengeance piece against birds, or is there no worry with eggs? There is no worry, but I mean, if I could get some my hands on some rock eggs, now that you mention it, hmm. <laughs> 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 well, he's entering a rage. <laughs> So Celeste, while unfortunately the uh, the barmaid was not willing to share uh, or to hear out your question, uh, do you have any? Uh, do you share your question with the crew? Yeah, I have an idea. If Prime Water is into gambling, why don't we just do double or nothing with him for about a week, and we get like six thousand gold? <laughs> <laughs> he likes your act. So Play the game. Everybody keeps doing their act. Since I can't act, I try to get him to keep betting with me, and he'll probably at least be entertained by it. Is, uh, I don't know if I can keep this act up for another week. Are any of you this guys is... good at disguising yourselves? Well. <laughs> no, uh, I have a big show. No, actually. <laughs> Not particularly. <laughs> I was thinking we could do a heist, you know, like disguise ourselves to look like that that young rich kid, you know, maybe steal all his money, you know. Be our own, Again, our own benefactor. I, I'm loving these roguish ideas, but again, what happens if we are caught and then are never welcomed back in Port Providence again? Yes, one of should, the only friendly ports in the Shattered Isles. We should think this through. Oh, or I thought that was a good idea. if Prime, or if the two are feuding, we just have them bet against each other. Yeah. and see how much they increase the bets. Or let's, yes, I say let's win. let's go collect the fifty gold from Prime Water. Maybe inquire with him what he knows about this Anders. If they have any feuding of sorts, or perhaps if he knows any details about his uh, proclivities or ideals, and then we can go see Anders. And while we're speaking with him, we can case the joint, huh? Everybody wins. Uh, I want to case the place. <laughs> oh, I got one more idea too. We could always tell. Maybe we just tell GP we got to make like a like a ship, you know, for the set at at the theater, like a replica <laughs> ship. We make a real. <laughs> and you know, we just we just sail out on that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he doesn't know the cost of a real ship. We could probably convince him to go all the way. It's a very elaborate set. It's going to cost 10,000 gold. No, no, no. We, it's got to be a real From ship. The so we tell them we got to buy the ship down in, in town, and then we got to dismantle it and bring it up to the theater. Why would he agree Even to that? Even better. Even better. A, man, a new yeah. venue, a new on theater the, on board the ship. I think, that's the, I think that's the right call. Oh, yeah. The floating emporium of wonders. Yeah. 
Are we going to kidnap Prime no, Water no. when we set sail? And if he is a gambling man, no, we could make like a, a a floating casino situation, maybe. What? Deep in the hull where it's outside the eyes of the uh, local. Hey, yes, anything anything goes I, on the open waters, right? I, f- I feel like that kind of missed the point of my idea. <laughs> oh my god, I do kind of love the idea of a floating rogue casino, though. <laughs> And so, to be clear, also a pirate. Uh, so then, would your goal from here on out be to float around, offering gambling from port to port? Is that your uh, your grand adventure no. plans? <laughs> That's our side gig. Our main gig is pirating, <laughs> but also acting. Apparently, okay, so it's like a Vegas ship. You've got stage acts. You've got are we a cruise? <laughs> Oh my god, you cruisers now? You just built a cruise ship. (laughs) I'm not. No, that's not what we're doing. Well, let's go talk to Gallen. And uh, the only question for me is do we just pretend that we know Anders and say he's already given us a deal, or do we try to ask him about Anders? Yes, let us tell him that he has made us an interesting offer. That way we can, if. When we go speak with Anders, his deal doesn't pay off. We can come back to Prime Water and be like, hey, well, you got to sweeten the pot a little bit, huh? Let's do it. I don't think that's a good idea. <clears throat> that's not what my Taroka said this morning. What did, what did they say this morning? Stars were telling me that it's important to have supreme confidence but be bereft of arrogance oh, it's the okay. monk but the monk was upside down so i don't know if that kind of okay deal double dealing is a good idea well maybe we should just talk to anders then i think he will be interested in our proposal i have i think i have the confidence to say that this young up-and-comer will support us mm-hmm. prime Otter still owes me money what was the third card celeste I only drew one card right now. Oh, I thought you draw three. Every, I, I'm not sure how. Sometimes they... I do. It depends on the moon. Mm, fair. I'm st- this is all still very new to me. What, yeah. What is very interesting though? What card is that? Bereft of arrogance. That sounds just like me. Mm. <laughs> the monk was upside down. It was the one of glyphs, which I also saw on the horizon as well. That's part of it. Is making sure the card you see is on the stars. I take note of that mm. in my head. <laughs> preference to go talk to uh anders solmar uh or gallen prime water both are v- possibly rich and uh could make a suitable patron for uh assisting you in a ship let's go speak with i want to get my money yeah i mean prime yeah water. we can swing by there at some point let's go i'm interested in talking to anders though <laughs> do we want to split the party <laughs> oh I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah, we could get some. Just pick up. Yeah, gold. do you three, you three want to go speak with Prime Water and Jules, and I can go talk to Anders. I'm down to go to Prime Water mm-hmm. with the. All right, let's do it. The team. I'm down. All right, where do you want to go? Me. Who? No, Amory. Oh. He looks up Kid. from his uh, fish and is like slurping one of them down. Oh, want to talk to no fancy nobleman. Yeah, let's. Let's keep them here. Where are you going to go? Here? Just leave them Emory, alone. Emery, maybe here, come with us. It's a, I think this will be good for your, uh, you know, any every good pirate needs to learn to uh, appreciate 
the finer things in life, and maybe mm. we can round out your education a little bit. I don't understand. Are we putting the squeeze on this guy? <laughs> there are different kind of squeezes. Sometimes you have to squeeze hard with the rapier and the saber and the cannons, and sometimes you have to squeeze soft with your words. So softly, in fact, that the target does not even know they are being squeezed. Hmm? Yeah, you'll you'll Ew. see, Amory. <laughs> Come on, you're hanging out with your, your uncle. You guys are gross. You're hanging out with your Uncle Dandy today. Let's do this. Uh, <laughs> pouting, he stands up and joins you. Have fun, Amory. <laughs> Wait, does he join? Does he join his uncle, or does he join? He goes the, whichever uh, way you're wanting him to go. I don't want him with me. All right, let's let's <laughs> let's take him, Rubert. Uh, yeah, he does remind me of a younger me. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I was raised a pirate as well, always wanting to mm-hmm. just fight and pillage everywhere we went. But I had to be taught, you know, the subtleties of piratry. Uh-huh. Sure. Come, come, young Amory. I will we will show you how to be a pirate without looking like a pirate, huh? Alright. Um so you start splitting the parties, Anders following. Uh so remind me which crew, uh, part of the crew is going to uh uh Salmar and which part of the crew is going towards uh, uh Prime Water. Uh, I think it's Jules, Amory, and I are going to Anders, and Zellner and Celeste and uh, Phil are going to Primewater. All right, who would you rather encounter first, Salmar or Primewater? Well, those are oh. the same. What? Sol- so Anders, Salmar, or oh, Gellin, Sol- Primewater? <laughs> I'm indifferent. Whatever you guys want. Let's to do Primewater. Oh, I that's out of character. Let's do Primewater. <laughs> that should be quicker than fifty gold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really quick, are any um, Celeste or Zellnern, are we going to try and work this, the benefactor angle while we're here? Are we going to just get our money and go? Yeah, I think like just uh, laying the um, seed. Some groundwork? Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. I think the fact that he found someone who can predict the future and make oh, him yeah. money off yeah. of it might have work off of a that. good persuasion. Okay. Yeah. Sure. But. We can see where it goes from there. All right, I'm ready. Let's do it. So, For sure got to get that 50 gold. <laughs> all right, so uh, you asked, or uh, Rubert, you're from here. You've been in Port Providence a lot, so you're actually familiar with uh, where both the Solmar House and the Primewater Mansion are. Uh, so you lead the way off towards the Solmar House and point out where the Primewater Mansion is. Uh, Gellin Primewater maintains a large mansion right on the dock. So as you head down the uh, muddy road towards the smell of the wharves and the uh, tropical air and the uh, like salt water and there's not a lot of like smell of low tide or anything, but there is smell of rotting fish because there hasn't been much, uh, you know, that's really all people have to pedal now. Uh, the rain still pours in droves and the wind whips against you. It is a warm rain, but it's terrible enough that ships are all like tied down and nothing can really uh, escape the uh, safe harbor of the um, of 
Providence, Port Providence. The palm trees around you whip and tear as this near hurricane surprises upon you, and your mind can't help but think, is this the Everstorm? Um, as you walk towards the Prime Water Mansion. And so yeah, this, this uh, multiple-story mansion, large, right on the docks, uh, like literally it's it's at the edge of where the mud starts and where the actual like wood that overhangs the water is probably a risk from uh, erosion purposes later on but for now it's a functional uh, mansion and uh, uh, you can even see as you approach that his window is open as rain whips inside and you spot the uh, old dapper gentleman looking worried and frustrated as he stares out at how the rain is devastating his fleet of mercantile ships um you hear him shouting out at some merchants on the dock or some like sailors on the docks they can't really hear him over the driving rain but he's trying to be useful or involved or at least micromanage as he's shouting orders about uh battening down hatches um as you approach you find that the uh uh, it is guarded, but not. Uh, there's only like a pair of guards standing out here uh, because no one really wants to be out in the rain. Uh, so as you approach the one, right, it's only one unlucky guard who got stuck with rain duty, who uh, kind of like holding his cap aside to let the water pour out and his rapier, or not rapier, his like uh, halberd in hand that his fingers are white and cold and shaky. And he says, what business have you? As he shouts over the rain, what business have you with Master Prime Water? collect the food. You've come to collect a debt. I can't hear you! You gotta speak <laughs> up! It's too loud, what with the wind and the rain! Collect the food. Master Prime Water's not paying accounts payable today! I would like to speak with him then. Can I ask who- You'll want to hear from me. Can I ask your name? Celeste, but I'm the fortune teller from yesterday. The what?! Oh, I hate this fortune teller. You shout fortune teller at him, and he says, Oh, the fortune teller! I was told if you came by, you just to say be sent right in. Great. Thank uh, you. He points with his halberd. His fingers are pale white from cold. Just knock on that door and says you was let in. You shuffle by the, uh, the poor I guard. I hope you get warm. <laughs> I hope so, too. You shuffle by the poor guard uh, and head down the uh, and head down into the like through the walls into the Prime Water Mansion. Um, I guess not the walls through the uh, doors into the Prime Water Mansion. Uh, the most notable feature of this mansion is this grand entryway and feast hall. Like you can tell, it's not like the the house is not a castle, but you can tell that Prime Water wants its entry hall to be like a castle. Uh, it is grand and clearly meant to hold multiple people, and you've heard that he hosts at least one extravagant feast per week, headlined by food and drink brought in from distant ports. Uh, you've heard a lot of uh, that he apparently keeps a famous gnomish chef uh, who is able to find only the rarest of herbs and meats and other ingredients for her dishes, and uh, that she is considered the best chef in all of uh, in all of Port Providence. But as you step in and see this feast hall, uh, you see another guard who, or like a butler, a maitre d, who approaches you, asking your uh, purpose here, and you quickly tell him while brushing off water that. You are Celeste, the fortune teller. Come to uh, talk to him. The maitre d' looks uh, surprised and says that he'll go and uh, 
tell Master Prime Water right away, uh, but then seeing your bedraggled and rain-soaked state, asks if you would uh, like a towel or any other sort of tool to dry off with. Yes, please. Um, he has a servant fetch you uh, spare cloaks and a towel to dry off with, and he disappears upstairs. Um, while you're sitting there changing into these like spare cloaks, or at least putting them on so you're not cold, and uh, drying your hair off, the uh, Major D returns and says that Master Prime Water is- awaits you in his solar. A what? Uh, it is like a living room upstairs. Uh, oh. <laughs> but like a private office type thing. Uh, and uh, so he- they tell you that he awaits you upstairs in his office, I guess. And uh, you follow the maitre d' up the stairs and uh, to enter into the office. You find that his office, it smells of t- rich tobacco and uh, quality dwarven whiskeys. You see that uh, the shelves have many leather-bound books and uh, that the entire place of it, I don't know, like it's dark oak for the uh, furniture and tables, but with leather cushioning, and you can tell that everything here speaks of rich manliness, and uh, in almost like he has intentionally cultivated an image that is, I want to appear to be a rich manly man. Uh, and as you uh, step into here, Gellin Primewater, smiling, uh, stands up from behind his desk and approaches his hand outstretched and he and shakes his head as he sees Celeste and smiles and says, oh, oh, what a trick that was! The highlight of the performance! He holds his hand out to be shaken. Do you... I wish Rubera was here. <laughs> uh, do you shake Master Primewater's hand? Yes. Uh, Celeste, he uh, shakes your hand. I'm a little thrown off, but I say yes. My god. You had me for a fool. You made me think that you were an incompetent fortune teller, that you had no idea what you were doing, and that it was your first time doing the act. And in so doing, you swindled me out of a a 50 gold piece. uh, uh, 50 gold Mm. pieces. Incredible. How, I mean, however, you must be like a master reader of the weather to have been able to tell that it was going to be so bad today. Oh, incredible, incredible. Uh, certainly, uh, 50 gold, was it? He laughs as if thinking that you won't take him up on the uh, debt. Yeah, and I laugh. There's a pregnant What a, what a surprise, huh? <laughs> Uh, do you try to suggest that he does have to pay it? Because you can kind of get the idea as he's like, Haha, 50 gold, right? Wink, wink. Uh, that he is viewing that as part of the performance. Well, you what? I, I see that he's like kind of resistant, so I'm going to try to play it off. You, um, how about um, you give us an opportunity to make even more money together? Oh, you're looking for more performances? I'm afraid with this weather, there's not going to be anyone looking to have an outdoor performance. No, more along um, the seafaring variety. He looks a little bit surprised and then says, uh, shouts for his servant to uh, fetch glasses of mulled wine or uh, cider and then turns to the two of you and says, wine or cider, what's your preference? God damn it. <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> noticing... Because, right, uh, young Amory went with the two of you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lonacy, oh. young Amory, he says, oh, there's a child here. 
Uh, Emery's not. Why do you say it? No, 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 no. no, no. Emery's. It's, Emery's. it's me. But I, oh, Phil's with me. Yeah, yeah, it's Phil. Phil. Uh, yeah. So he asks uh, Phil, uh, Celeste, and Zelnern, uh, wine or cider. What's he having? Can I tell? Uh, he says he'll be having wine. I'll also have wine. Cider, please. You know it, man. It smells nice in here. Is it, what kind of tobacco is that? Uh, he says some of the finest stuff from down in Zilkomnis. Now, I don't drink, por- I don't smoke por- Providence wine, or uh, tobacco. Now, no, Anders Solmar has the whole market cornered, and he thinks his stuff's the best of the brand, but no, uh, down in Zilkomnis, those in Manmajid, they know how to grow tobacco. So, I obviously am familiar with this tobacco, and I'd be really excited, so maybe I'd be like, you know, could we, I, I don't want to... <laughs> Phil would would not say it. He, <laughs> can I get some of that? <laughs> <laughs> Looks at you and says, "A cigar, it is." Uh, right. And uh, like <laughs> two or three of them. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, he pauses for a moment. And he says, "Well, I do owe you fifty gold." So well, no, this is this has nothing to do with this. Uh, I could guess the maitre d's. Age and height, if you wanted, but <laughs> you know, two's fine. Two's fine. I don't want to. You know, I'm I'm really holding this up right now. I I, I go and sit down. <laughs> Uncomfortable as heck. He grabs the box and he sets it down on the table for everyone to take as many cigars as they want. As he gestures for you to sit down at the uh, like the couches and chairs that surround a coffee table by the fire. I think Phil was just asking for ours as well. Uh, you, he says, Phil. of course, oh, please, take one. And uh, there's a cigarette, uh, like, a, like a cigar cutter and you know, it's a box of matches. Oh. And uh, he cuts his own, strikes it, and uh, the maitre d' brings in a, uh, brings in like a platter with spiced cider and wine. I have no lips. I can't lose a cigar. <laughs> Uh, he looks a bit puzzled and then he says, that's quite peculiar <laughs> and then takes a long puff on his I take a long puff and blow it into the face thank you <laughs> it's nice and calming now uh, so you're, you're looking for a business opportunity says gesticulating with the uh, cigar his legs crossed in a uh, in like a very like dandy but in a good way uh, uh method as he's looking just the picture of uh of dapper professionalism and he pulls on his cigar and says your business opportunity well i can tell there's quite good business to be had with your little uh your hustling guessing game with the fortune telling what it's a hustle right you ha- you've got an idea of what weather patterns are like you were able to tell before and you looked for an answer that, or a question that would, uh, you know, be answerable with the weather, and that's how you were able to guess right. Am I wrong? I mean, you're not entirely wrong, but I don't know if hustle's oh, the right I word, thought, because it's not just weather. I thought you just knew the future from your cards. Yeah. Pr- yeah, I, I, I can figure out the future. Master Primewater says, <laughs> okay, listen, I give this year a warning to preserve your performance, but there's no need to. We're all among uh, business partners here, aren't we? He nudges towards Zelnern. Uh, 
I, I muttered to myself, frustrated, I'm like, bereft arrogance, bereft of arrogance. <laughs> uh, do you try a different method of convincing, uh, of convincing Master Prime Water that you actually have magical connection that allows you to tell the uh, future? I, I'll hold off on it. Um, I just kind of try to pivot back and be like, so I think we have an idea of a good business idea, but you also mentioned there might be a good good idea. I was wondering if, what your thoughts are. He says, well, I think we should make your uh, little act a uh, centerpiece. I could have you at uh, I could have you at feast. I have a feast every week, and people love a fortune teller. It adds a little air of mystery. We could have your act here weekly. I of course pay. You know, we couldn't have you staying in the mansion. I can't afford full fees, but I can pay you a good salary for the night's work. Perhaps, uh, let's say, a gold piece uh, performance. We're looking for bigger stakes than that. Is there something else you have in mind? We're all good with the axe and the sword. Oh, like your uh, your uh, shell jumping performance with the watermelons. I don't think that will play well at uh, at my feast. So it's a it's a higher tier of elegance. Uh, now I find that kind of humor wonderful, but you know some people are just too stuck up. Traditionalists just don't get good humor. Sorry, loyalists just don't get good humor. That's interesting. Your feasts, do they have both traditionalists and loyalists? I try to bring everyone in, make sure I can uh, make friends with all people. And it's clear that he's not understanding that you guys are adventurers or anything, because you told him you were performers, and you're, you proved that to him with a play. Uh, Performing is a well, side gig. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe like through a puff of my cigar i'm like you know celeste like she could she guessed the weather but imagine like if she could guess when a ship was gonna or not guess know when a ship was gonna be attacked or you know know when treasure was gonna be buried you know we could maybe like go and get that you kind of picking up what i'm saying he looks a little puzzled and he says are you meaning you've got contacts here let's let's start small (laughs) Um, okay, so we have already gathered that I can figure out the weather, which can help your business, right? Sure can. So you can prepare, you can make whatever arrangements of selling you need to, You want to be a navigator. Ah, I could use some uh, uh, weather-based consulting. That could be useful for my firm. I mean, yeah, that's definitely one thing. If we would have access to a ship, I would be really into that. Um, also, I was thinking, too, maybe, so, like, what if you, like, you and us go into business together? I can help you determine how to better your plan for your future. Because if you didn't know today had been the way it was, how would you have planned he uh, ponders and says, so you'd stay on as permanent staff in my office uh, here in Port Providence, working with paperwork all day and uh, working on financial forecasts and weather forecasts? Tem- temporarily, just for like a couple weeks. But like, if you want, the performers can stay as performers <laughs> since they have such a great act. And I can come into the office with you. 
So, uh, Celeste, it sounds like you're negotiating a desk job for yourself, which I don't think is your goal. Uh, Could we, uh, you know, you got sending stones. Could we do like a telecommuting thing here, maybe? She can do it from the (laughs) ship. He laughs and he says, oh, if I had sending stones, now that would be useful. Or how your guests, do they all like to bet or is it only the traditionalists? Uh, he looks. He says it varies person to person. What's your angle? Uh, you know, I hear you. It sounds like you're looking for work. Are you unsatisfied as performers? Well, performing is a side gig. A very, very recent development. <laughs> really, you're so good at it. What's your actual main focus? We're all naturally very gifted. We we're seafaring folk who like to collect large sums of money. What? You're merchants? (laughs) You're merchants? We we use axes. We're pirates! Pirates! No! Uh, He shuffles back in his stare. Pirates! Does anyone try to correct, as you've just told a lawman, a town counselor, that you're pirates? It's not illegal here, right? It's not expressly illegal, but it is ill taste. I take my hat and bow. He then looks at the hat. Wait a second. God damn it. Stop right there. You pirates, as in the kind that rob merchant vessels and put everyone to the sword and leave their bodies to rot in the sea to be offered up to the rotting king no, or taken to the deep. You're getting the wrong idea. We're the treasure hunting variety. We yeah, li- will hunt treasure for you. I like to he, I identify more as maybe a, pr- a privateer. There we go. He, uh, he says, oh, I thought for a moment there I had uh, something like the crew of the Nasher in my midst, oh, or, no. uh, or a Nika Sufokin <laughs> of the uh, of the Drowned Fleet. No, but uh, you're ex- you're like uh, you're like explorers and privateers. No. Oh, I, that is a profession I have use for. Uh, oh, cheers! In fact, <laughs> trying to cover. Uh, he clicks at his glasses and says, "Now tell me, uh." You, so if I, I've seen your performance, and that's a new performance. But you say you're quite gifted. What's an example of an exploit you've done, uh, an adventure you've undertaken, something that you know you're saying you're explorer or you're uh, you're privateers, you're you delve into places and pillage the loot. Presumably, you find treasures and you bring them back. What's an example? I really should have brought. We just delved <laughs> into the ruins of an island and pulled up the treasure chest. <laughs> Any specifics to this, or is it just... <laughs> what if I uh, told you we had, like, a, like a piece of parchment that could teleport you to a forgotten part of the Isles, you know? We do cool, cool shit like that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> His eyes go wide, and he says, what part of the Isles? Oh, I might have said too much. <laughs> <laughs> have you had any experience with... And you can tell he's really excited about this, but trying to hold it back. Do you have any experience with Ancient One Ruins? Yes. yes. That's what I'm looking for. That's part of my you goal. Guys... I'm trying to 
unearth the ancient one's ruin because that's my that's you my know, family. Maybe we could talk about this over dinner. We might have said too much, and we gotta, you know, there's the boy, and you know the the handsome one. Yeah. If you if if you have <laughs> interest one. in exploring, <laughs> oh, you're talking about the with the red markings. Yes, is. <laughs> They are. I, I couldn't tell. Is it a girl? Is it a guy? I just. I was. I was entranced. Uh, they are quite wonderful. Uh, but what I will say, if you're, if you are genuinely telling me that you are looking to set aside the life of performers, and you're looking to go as expeditioners or uh, privateers out there into the shattered isles, well, let's let's have dinner tonight. Let's talk about this, huh? Uh, bring your whole, Eight. bring your whole uh, cadre, your whole uh, crew, if you will. Though he smiles at that. They yeah. might be meeting with other prospective uh, investors. Oh. So, prospective investors. Who? Stop. Who else? Stop. Uh, no, there, no. there were a lot of names. I, I don't know. There's a lot of interest Ooh. in important privateers like us. So, who are they meeting with? Is it a is it a loyalist? Don't listen to don't this. Don't tell me you're a loyalist. Don't listen to this guy. He doesn't even have lips. We're not. Never, or ever talk we would never loyalists. loyalists. And keep it we that would. way. Well, in the meantime, between now and dinner, would you, is there anything about the weather you'd like to know about? <laughs> he smiles. <laughs> uh, he smiles, uh, incredibly interested, and he leans in towards you, and that's when it fades over to the other group as you're uh, performing card tricks for him as he's... Uh, it's not card <laughs> tricks! Uh, but as you, like, uh, you know, do your fortune telling, he's like, and so how did you guess that? And you're like, it's not a guess. Uh, and I'm like, do you... Do you want the crab in it again? Do you want the crab pulling the cards? Or oh, yeah, I forgot about the crab. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Jules, young Amory, and Rubert, you have headed to the Solmar House. The Solmar House is located more inland than uh, Gellin Prime Waters man- Mansion, where his is built. Uh, it's new money. It's built on the uh, wharves themselves. The Solmar House is set farther back in the upper palisades of the uh, the upper palisades of um uh port providence um and up here in the higher uh areas where there's less salt in the uh ground uh tobacco grows quite freely and you see he does have like uh acres of tobacco with uh like farmers out there tending to it uh stretching out behind his uh uh, compound. I say compound, even though it, it, it really is a compound. The Solmar family owns several buildings in this modest complex or compound, uh, including uh, some crop houses and uh, processing places for the tobacco crop that is a pretty sizable acreage of it That with the jungle butting up against it. You notice to your, uh, or like, I guess it's a bit of fear as you approach uh where when you notice that farm it's not like the jungle just freely encroaches in on the tobacco it's more like there or like there is an actual like stone wall that's been built up as if to keep the jungle or things that might be in the jungle out um and uh as you approach the solmar family house uh, which is a the largest is the or like this complex the largest building is uh, the Solmar personal mansion. Uh, and as you approach it, there are three smaller buildings that house servants, employees of the family trading fleet, and uh, also one that like secures storage for expensive goods. And as you approach the uh, 
the personal mansion, uh, you do see that there is a significant guard presence here, a cadre of a dozen guards, although only a few are out here currently, led by a uh, veteran sergeant, uh, stand at attention. Um, they all have the look of mercenaries, though they all wear the colors of the Solmar family, uh, which was descended from a uh, Agdulin noble house. So they all wear the red and gold of the Solmar family. They have that look of uh, mixed origin uh, mercenaries. So you see that the, they're predominantly human, but there's a few dwarves an el- or a half-elf among them. And they have hard faces that look like they've seen terrible combat. And as you approach, uh, and one of the guards, clearly their uh, lieutenant, holds his hand up and says, Stop right there! You got business with Solmar? And uh, it's a dwarf that's looking up at you. You got business with Master Soma? Uh, <clears throat> Hello, Master Dwarf. We were hoping to seek an audience with uh, Master Andres Salmar. We are uh, offering him a business proposition of sorts. And who might I ask is Colin? Um, you can tell him it is Rubert Graysand, son of the renowned Alon's Graysand. <laughs> As well as Jules Haddock, famed adventurer. Oh, yeah. And his two companions, yes. And Amory, <laughs> ship boy of the Sturge. Oh, boy. I shoot, I shoot Amory a sideways glance and do the, dwar- the uh, cut motion. The dwarf says, All right, we'll wait right here. I'll go see. Uh, and uh, steps inside the house. Uh, I, you are I, in uh, there like a. I, as, as he's about to like turn away, I kind of like quickly reach out with like a silver in my hand and grab his hand, palming it to him, and say, uh, "Maybe, maybe don't mention about the boy and the sturge." Ooh, Thanks. Ooh, ooh. Let's make a persuasion with that <laughs> and inspiration because that's cool as hell. Yeah, that was nice, dude. <laughs> uh, Fifteen. Uh, the dwarf says, "What? What's a sturge, huh?" And uh, steps inside. You are under like a covered pagoda or entryway here. Uh, this is set up like, I don't want to say a colonial house, but it is a colonial house where it's got like the big deck out front. Um, and, you know, there's like customarily somebody rocking on a chair and drinking sweet tea nearby uh, as is required. And uh, <clears throat> so you're waiting on that covered deck um, as the. Uh, Dwarf has returned, has stepped inside, and as his customer out here in Port or in uh, Port Providence, these guards are all wearing chainmail, which might to most D and D adventurers feel like, oh, they're hardly armored. But considering it's rare to see anyone wearing anything that might drown them out here in the Shattered Isles, the uh, landlubber stylings of Port Providence guards, where they wear chainmail, is just like it looks like seeing a heavily armored tank. Um, that person is wearing too much steel, and while it looks like it would be hard to puncture their armor with a sword, you can tell that there's no way that they could float in the water. Uh, <clears throat> and you might feel that contempt for them as you uh, uh, as you wait. And uh, the dwarf uh, steps out and says that uh, Master Sk- uh, Master Scarin's ready to see you. Oh, <clears throat> thank you. Wait, uh, Master who? <laughs> Master Scarin Wave Chaser, uh, butler and uh, right hand to Master Anders Solmar. Oh, thank you so much. We will be there straight away. Yeah. Uh, uh, as as we're walking, 
I just like turn to Jules. Uh, it has dawned on me that it may not have been the best idea for us, who seem to be the two most charismatic of our intrepid crew, to send just the two of us and leave the rest of the others to deal with the other rich men. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll be able to impress him with their abilities. And uh, Celeste already did an excellent job during the show last night. I'm sure they'll do just fine. Oh man, yeah, you sure. did. You you are a party with two faces, and you sent them the same direction. <laughs> uh, and kind of as you say that, an idea strikes, and I realize that we do have one little too and too bit too much intrepid of an adventure with us here. I kind of kneel down. And I put my hand on Amory's shoulder and say, Amory, uh, if you could let us kind of lead the way in there, maybe just take this as like an opportunity to observe. Um, yeah, see this as a learning opportunity on how to engage. Just, with- especially uh, just maybe don't mention anything about pirates or the Sturge or, you know, anything like that. Can you, is that, is that cool with you? It is he better looked, to be seen and not heard. Hmm? Uh, he says, aye, aye, Cap'n. I know how that goes. Um, he's used to being beat as a cabin boy. Uh, Lascalar was not a kind ship's captain. Uh, and I kind of uh, linger and uh, give him a reassuring squeeze on the shoulder before I stand up and keep going. The dwarf leads you upstairs, or like down the hall to a office. And as you step in, uh, you find yourself in a much more austere office than than you would have found in the prime water estate. Uh, This office is quite simple. Uh, There is no extravagance spent on leather chairs. There is no uh, tobacco smoke that fills the air. There are indeed books here, but they are bound in simple linen. Uh, Everything about it, it doesn't have an air of poverty. It has an air of austere financia, uh, is the best I can phrase that. It has an air of somebody who has money, but no desire for... uh, pleasures if that makes sense a stoic's use of coin and as you uh step into that office you see there are indeed several hard wooden chairs set before a table and on the other side of it uh there sits a man with his face down and or like a big ledger book spread in front of him several model ships being his only little delight and you see that this man uh is a uh older man definitely not uh Anders Salmar, who's said to have just turned 18. Instead, this man, likely Scarin Wave Chaser, uh, you can see that he is tall, lean, tan, with short silver hair. He's, uh, er, as soon as he speaks, you can tell he is, he, he speaks with the precision and measured statements of a man who has a keen eye for detail. He is, he isn't old, but he's somewhere in his 50s, and despite this, you can tell that he keeps an athletic build and uh, clearly is concerned about his uh, his figure. You might think of an Alfred from Batman for reference, but not Who? Michael Caine. Uh, sorry, Balfred from Bat- Blatman, but not <laughs> Michael Bane. There we go. Oh, uh, Bane, yeah. Maybe like Jeremy Irons from the Ben Baffleck Batman. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and as you uh, enter in, the dwarf uh, 
introduces you and then introduces uh, uh introduces Scarin Wave Chaser, personal uh, accountant, uh operator of business and uh uh, uh but- butler to Master Anders Solmar and then turns and says Master Wave Chaser, we've got Ruber Ruber Gr- Grace and son of uh Alon's, what was it? Alon's Grace, Grace and I'm sure you're familiar. Got, Come on. We've got uh and he goes to name the next person. Scarin holds his hand and says, Enough. Introduce yourselves. Oh, uh, thank quick, you. Quick point of order. Uh does 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 the name Scarin Wave Chaser I, does the like surname uh assign I don't know how you say this, but like does that name indicate anything to me right off the bat? Yeah, make a or you're proficient in history. What's your skill in that? Uh plus three. Yeah, uh immediately you catch Wave Chaser is not a uh noble or like gentry name at all. That's not a family name. That is a uh maybe an earned name. Or it might be just like an assumed name, like you might have Smith in town or something like that. Uh, so it doesn't have any strong like historical uh, things you can think of. Um, but uh, okay, yeah, you, you, there's no like strong. Like, it, you can tell that it's basically a means nothing name, if that makes sense. Like it seems truly conjured from nothing, uh, which is common for common folk to have just a name like uh, John barber or mm. john barbersmith mm-hmm. um but it's not it, there's it's explicitly there's no historical significance to that name mm-hmm. um and cool. that might stand out to you uh but so he says enough introduce yourselves oh thank you uh master wave chaser not I master am... just scarin Introduce yourself. Scarin, of course, sorry. Uh, I am Rubert Graysand uh, of, well, the Shattered Isles, I suppose. But uh, I'm, sure, I'm, yeah, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, my father, Alon's Graysand. Uh, this is my associate, Jules. Yes, uh, my name is Jules Haddock. I am, you may not be familiar with me, but I come from the mainland to the east and i once upon a time was a famed adventurer although uh yeah i'm not surprised if you haven't heard my name and i'm amory i ain't nobody thank you good job amory (laughs) uh scarin uh turns in order to uh uh, to ruber and says i have heard of alons a pirate and I have heard of you, Jules Haddock. See, I believed you to him. be dead. And you, young Amory, you're right. You are nothing. <laughs> Straight to business, then. How? I will uh, say, I have not had time to do my proper due diligence to know of whom I'm meeting with, as you've come unannounced seeking uh, uh, Master Salmar, uh, please tell me what business have you with Master Salmar? We come with a opportunity of business. Hmm? We are, well, shall we say, intrepid privateers looking for an investor to fund the endeavors and share 
with the treasure we seek to our patron of sorts. We come seeking hmm, an investment opportunity. Hmm. What amount of coin are you asking from the Sulmar family? Well, if you had what is the rate of return you expect to offer? Well, it is uh, hard to put an exact number on it. The thunder booms loudly outside as the wind rakes against it. You actually see like a, uh, or I guess there's no thunder, but you see like a palm tree smacking against a window and you hear a sh- uh, pain shatter upstairs. This causes a distraction and an interruption that no one can really uh, recover in the conversation. But Scare and Wave Chase are completely unfazed by the sound of shattering glass, showing he is calm under pressure, uh, asks again, How much money are you asking of the Solomar family? Uh, a small amount um, just the 10,000 gold to charter our own ship and then whatever profits we gain from such a vessel we will share what? with uh, 50% and you are and you are hmm? adventurers you said uh, privateers. privateers yes Sit and we will speak logistics. Uh, he gestures to the four hard or, or the, the hard wooden table uh, chairs and then sits himself behind the desk. Leaning over, he says, "What rate of return are you expecting?" That is hard to gather. Um, even just as the deckhands of a small vessel, perhaps you are familiar with the terrible sturge, an awful. Scourge of the Sea. I am a failing ship that did nothing but dredge up hulks. Hmm. It truly was. Yeah, awful, it awful... sucked, said uh, Amory. <laughs> yes, thank you, Amory. Very good. I'll give uh, Amory a gentle pat on the back. <laughs> As you just like grab the scruff of his neck. <laughs> but, quick, um, uh, quick question. Um, so, Jules has kind of like been in this arrangement before where some patron has sent them off on to like gather some artifact for instance do i have like an innate sense of what a reasonable rate would be just like off the top of my head uh i mean it varies based on the difficulty of what you're asking if you give me a moment i can pull something up um but uh yeah i pulled 50 percent out of my ass just because i thought he would like it <laughs> you know it's incredibly <laughs> rare that uh that um, a patron in any sort of adventuring scenario would fund your operation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the act of asking them for a ten thousand gold piece investment is uh, is a tremendously different arrangement from your standard adventuring quest. Mm-hmm. Um, so for something of your uh, of your level that you might reasonably engage in. Um, <clears throat> Just off the top of my head, it looks like, yeah, for something of yours, it might be reasonable to request 90 gold pieces as like a payment for going off to deal with a problem at your level. Um, so to ask for our 10,000 gold pieces is uh, it's quite the ask. Just 100 quests a, at once. With a 50% return on investment, though. Does, um, does Master Salmar have any work 
that perhaps he would want done. He's hearing us out. Master uh, Scarin Wave Chaser says, Master Solmar is, manages tobacco crop and fishermen. This uh, house, this house's industries are reserved to sustainable industries that can be done locally and involve providing for the needs of Port Providence. They do not involve pillaging outer islands. They do not involve scrubbing away what's left of the Ancient One's presence. They do not involve robbing merchants, nor do they involve guarding merchants. The interests in this house involve providing for Port Providence, providing for the future. As the pregnant pause hangs in the air, Amory says, So, like, you don't want us to go adventuring? I think he just wants us to be fishermen. I don't want to be a fisherman. (laughs) No, I I understand the necessity for safe investments. But there is opportunity out on the sea. As I'm sure you can imagine, being in Port Providence, you see the comings and goings of merchants, of privateers, of pirates. You see them spending their gold frivolously, and you see them basking in their glory. Perhaps you can share your, I'm sorry, your benefactor, um, the Master Salmar. He can bask in that glory and have it known that he his name is funding such glorious endeavors across the Shattered Isles while not having to be directly involved. And if something negative were to happen, we would be discreet about any such uh, <clears throat> negative activity, let's say. It's clear that Scarin Wave Chaser isn't such a huge fan of uh, these risky endeavors and is clearly acting uh, as the custodian of Anders Salmar's fortune, um, or at least insisting himself as that. Uh, with that in mind, I'm going to need a persuasion check with advantage because of Jules' assistance uh, from you, Rubert. To see if you can get him to even listen to your appeal here. Persuasion. Uh, that's a 12 plus 7, 19. Ooh, oh, that's pretty good. Uh, Scarin Wave Chaser pauses for a long moment. Another one of those loud pauses. And you can hear Amory fiddling while uh, Scarin seems to think internally. His steely eyes uh, stare, er, gazing both of you down as if sizing you up. And then says, do you have any historical exploits that you can uh, use as a testament on your curriculum vitae to prove that you are capable? We actually, as I was mentioning earlier, um, deckhands aboard the Sturge, that terrible scum of a vessel. While on board, we were tasked with... um, grabbing some treasure from a nearby island. And we acquired this treasure uh, without many issue. We actually managed to dispatch discreetly one of the members of the abusive crew and take the treasure ourselves and bring it back to the ship. It was then that we were attacked by a uh, larger vessel and 
sunk into the sea, but we still managed to get away with the treasure itself. A sum of, uh, I don't want to put an exact number on it, but about 3,000 gold. Uh, make a performance check as you sell this. <laughs> and it's a dangerous game because you did admit to treason in there. Or sorry, mutiny in there. Ooh, that's going to be an 11. Um, you can see that uh, Scarin is nonplussed. However, you look over at his corner of your eye and you see Amory, his mouth dropped. And he says, <laughs> you killed the first mate? That's so cool. I hated her. She sucks so much. Your guys are so cool. Uh, you have very clearly impressed Amory. Uh, Scarin Wave Chaser, the one you were hoping to impress, though, says insufficient. Scarin, uh, if I may, you said you're familiar with my uh, old exploits. I have heard of you, but I believed you to be dead. Yes, I'm new to the Shattered Isles. Um, before I made it here, my adventures roamed from Delendria to Jalara to the elven lands of Gavidal, and farther east to the Duchy of Cathedes. I often worked with wealthy, wealthy patrons, with counts, with markrifs, in order to aid them seeking out valuable items across their lands digging into uh, tombs that were too dangerous for ordinary adventurers. I'm sure that though I am new to this land and that got me into trouble from the reputation you picked up, um, some of those skills will be transferable and you can have confidence knowing that um, you're not wasting your money on a, on a bad bet. I'll let you make a uh, persuasion with the, uh, advantage on that. Plus, take an inspiration, because that was cool as heck. You had a lot of world details you added in there. Okay, let's give this a shot. <clears throat> okay, he said persuasion with advantage. Mm-hmm. I got a 16. He uh, Scarin nods and says, Very well. I am willing to let you prove yourselves capable. <clears throat> Surely you have heard the tales of the Sea Ghost, a mm. pirate ship that's uh, that's been spotted in the uh, in the Fortune's Channel, raiding by mist, raiding loyalist ships, bringing weapons and armaments over. Well, and Master Salmar has no concern for loyalist weapons, but his interests, his ships, sail quite frequently through Fortune's Channel. It is the key harvesting location for the fish. This pirate ship bodes ill, and the new, or <clears throat> the invitation that this means to pirates across the Shattered Isles, and you hear the way he says pirates is with such hatred. He says pirates here in the Shattered Isles is dangerous for Master Solmar's uh, endeavors. <clears throat> if you can see to it that the pirate ship, the Sea Ghost, is destroyed, Master Salmar will gladly sponsor you on further missions of quite similarity. That is to say, further missions 
depriving the pirates of this of these isles of their treasures further missions of finding these pirates and bringing them to justice we are a fishing and farming industry but we are beset by pirates if i were to hire any one of your skill set it would be as nothing other than pirate hunters Prove yourself with the sea ghost, and you will have the Salmar funding. White hat pirates. That's a very generous offer. I appreciate it. Pirate the, hunters. The yeah, pirate hunters are basically just pirates that have, uh, like, the law on their side. <laughs> Hell yeah. Huh? Uh, you can consider it done. Do you have any information on where the sea ghost might be? Uh, Skarin pauses for a moment, and he says, The sea ghost haunts Fortune's channel by mist, but you'll have no luck finding it there. The ship has evaded dozens of pirate hunters. I do have a lead, however. There is a house not far from here, on the, or I guess not far from Port Providence, deep within the jungles, of course, but where the deep within the jungles there is a house uh, that has been abandoned for quite some time. An old plantation that at this point uh, has gone to ruin and to waste. However, there is suspicion, at least among my contacts, that the uh, or that there is a group of ne'er do wells who have been using that place that house as a uh, that haunted house as a uh, hideout go there investigate and maybe there you will find a clue pointing to the sea ghost the locals here all believe it to be haunted but i say poppycock to that <laughs> there's no such thing as ghosts that can't be so easily explained I think Jules kind of has like a shudder go down their spine at that, <laughs> knowing that there are some things out there, either ghosts or worse. So, uh, Scare and Wave Chaser never even gave you a chance to speak with Anders Salmar. However, he's tasked you with a pirate hunting job that if you do it, you'll apparently get the sponsorship of the Solmar family. Uh, mind you, still without Anders Salmar's uh, say so, uh, the sponsorship of the Salmar family to uh, go off and be pirate hunters who go around stealing pirate treasures and uh, scourging pirates from these lands. Uh, uh, Skarin, before we go, would it be possible for us to meet with Master Salmar so that we can better know the man that we'll be serving? Master Salmar is quite busy, and he has too good of a heart to be plied with requests by people that might be, quite frankly, (laughs) charlatans. Prove yourself with the sea ghost, and you have yourselves an an audience with Master Sulma. Now go, there is work to be done. The sea ghost may strike any day now. Understood. We thank you for your time, Master <clears throat> Skarin. It was a pleasure to meet you, Skarin. I wish I could say likewise. 
Hmm. I'm sure soon you will. Uh, you step up from your chairs and you hear Amory grumble as you leave and says, he was a dick. Uh, I, I know, Amory. I know. One of the guards nearby kind of nods and says, it's the way it is. <laughs> um, you step out into the driving rain. Um, the, t- the, the groups both reconvene at the old swordfish there where an old swordfish sits on the uh, mantle, or not the mantle, like the doorframe outside. It's not most of a swordfish. It's only a bit left of a swordfish. And as the story goes, a old man had gone out into the sea uh, hoping to find a fish and got ch- uh, basically managed to catch the biggest swordfish in all of the shattered isles. It took him three days of wrestling it to pull it out of the water and then he tied it to his boat and basically slowly rowed back broken and destitute only to have sharks eat most of the swordfish as they brought it back uh it washed up on shore here uh the man dying in the effort of getting it aboard but feeling but feeling fulfilled and satisfied for he had felt purposeless in his life and here he died having conquered and yet befriended this great swordfish. Uh, the swordfish was then taken and uh, mounted above the doorframe, uh, and there has been basically used to name this sword, uh, this uh, inn. And as you set yourselves down inside, and soon after, or you, as soon as Jules, Amory, and Rubert get there, you actually see that uh, Phil, Celeste, and Zelnern have just entered earlier. Like just a few minutes before and taken seats at a table that same barmaid uh who at this point you've learned her name is matilda is being quite chatty about uh this time quite inane gossip about kitchen maids as oh, she yeah. seems to have assumed you wanted to hear gossip of all kinds <laughs> um i'm kind of like curious i kind of lean in and i'm like oh really uh, as you listen in, yeah, you hear that like one of the kitchen, or like one of the washmaids has been uh, stealing bed sheets, and uh, it's all quite the scandal. Uh, and uh, as you, the a lot of you sit down, she rushes off to get more coffee, and the uh, six of you take your seats once more in this booth. How'd it go with salmon? S- uh, it- Salmar. 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 <laughs> He actually gave us a very interesting proposition. Yeah, we weren't able to meet him, unfortunately, but his uh, someone I can only take as perhaps a caretaker of the estate met with us. Wait, offered. Wait, wait, wait. You said he offered you an interesting position, but Jules is saying that you didn't meet with him. Well, the idea of Selmar, the Selmar. In name, offered us. Is, is a he going to give me an idea of money? <laughs> I think that's a good, fair point, actually. Uh, you know, now that you mention it, I don't know if, uh, strictly speaking, any money was offered <laughs> right away. What? No, and that's fine because we could just take the information he gave us and then use it to steal the sea ghost. Who gives a fuck about Selmar? Steal? <laughs> hold, hold. Referring to he he said basically that we would have to act as pirate hunters in order to prove ourselves as worthy of um being the patrons of Master Which is Simon. an absolutely despicable idea and goes against everything the pirate code stands yeah, for. Yeah, I'm not we, doing that. I was <laughs> I, I look over at Amory and I'm like, is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, he was an absolute dick too. Yeah, so you guys refused it? 
No, well, we said we would follow the lead, of course, but that's just because he gave us huh? information about the sea ghost, which we can use to take it for ourselves. How do you plan do you... on taking the sea ghost? Uh, well, there's yeah. a hut out in... There's a house in the jungle and a group uses it to hide out and they have information on it. So we follow that lead. You know, I don't really want to toot my horn, but, you know, you guys are the ones who usually do the talking. And it seems like we did a hell of a lot, a lot better than you did. We really did a bang up job on our end, I'd say. Oh, you got us a ship? Well, Still got hey, three check, cigars. check this out, uh, Amory, you know. You could tell that these are good Monmaji cigars by how they roll the tobacco leaf. And I, I lean it in and I show it to him. How many did you take as you exited? Take a puff. Come on, boy. <laughs> Hold it in your lungs. Deep. Amory, Amory, you don't have to. <laughs> you like right. it? All right. Now I got um. 14 of those. So. <laughs> Did you just scoop the whole box? I hold up the box itself. Oh my God. Well, um, that is more than we came away with. Trimoder also okay. said that my performance was the best of the show. Okay, let's. Okay, now now I know you're lying about everything you said. That's true. She's, he said that hers was better than yours. Ask the team. Why would I brag? Zeldner, you wouldn't lie to me. You would. Okay, I have, I have to go. I have to go. Did you hopefully get anything besides the uh, cigar? We're having uh, dinner uh, with him tonight. Rubert, Rubert, do you step away from the table? I can't. Yeah, I have to. I have to step outside for a second in the rain. It's just. Are you hiding your tears, Rubert? Is it my eyes? Oh, the rain. The, uh... Leaky roof. I, I cast minor illusion on the roof to make it look like it's leaking over. Wow, what a bro. Saves so mean. <laughs> <laughs> At this moment, the uh, you hear the uh, that nosy maid Matilda walking, <laughs> or uh, table wedge walking by Matilda, and she says, Oh, hey, Orin, yo, leaky rooms are leaking again. No, I just got them thatched. No, they're leaking right here. You're going to have to get the thatcher over. And there is... Yeah, can you see? Can you see how leaky it is in here? <laughs> and you hear him, her scolding him as he says, I just Aww. paid the thatcher. And she says, oh, you clearly didn't pay the right one as they argue over this leaky roof. You know, uh, we might be able to fix this if... Uh... For a fee, yeah, you know, what? probably cheaper than the thatcher. I get some rum in my coffee. <laughs> you shout idle things back at them, but they're too distracted arguing over the quality of thatchery um, to hear. Uh, do you continue explaining what you discovered from Prime Water? Yeah, Salnern, you want to give him the update? Well, yeah, what else did well, you hear? He's going to. He seemed pretty open to the idea of hiring some privateers, not pirates. He didn't want pirates, but um, at dinner we're going to discuss terms, and I think we can get a ship. If I was reading in between the lines correctly. Yeah, I don't know. I think we might have said too much. He might want that that map thing we found. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. I told you... him about our treasures. Okay, oh. to be fair, I told him about the 3,000 gold we found, told too. Him 3, but he didn't... <laughs> to be fair, he didn't want anything to do with it. So, well, he's incredibly rich. I'm sure 3,000 to him is. So, wait, did he know about, you know, did he know about Hisaro and 
and where that might be? He you did not. It. Yeah, you did not tell him where it goes to. At least, yeah. Oh, I told him we had to, you know, meet with the the head honchos before we talked to any more brass. We also told him there are other people looking to invest in us. So, um, well, he's not wrong. Yeah, we may have uh, failed to mention that to Scarin. But we got a pretty we got a pretty firm offer, so I didn't, yeah. I don't think we needed to use that as leverage. What was what was the number that you uh, told him? Uh, oh, I told him ten thousand with fifty percent interest. Fifty. Uh, maybe, we can, maybe we can negotiate. And wait, <laughs> how many uh, how many pirates do we have to kill for the rest of our lives for that deal? <laughs> well, it's going to be none because we're not going to do that. <laughs> Yes, we won't mention that. Fifty percent. But he wants us to get the seagulls first without any ship. Well, we have leads. I mean, he gave us an we'll, idea. We'll see how the dinner goes tonight, and we'll see if we have a ship after that. You want a double deal? Information is valuable. All right. Whenever you're seeking out a greater treasure, you'll always need something to help you find your way. I wonder what they're gonna serve for dinner. Hey there. I didn't see you come in. It's just me, Ryan, who plays your favorite bard, Rubert Graysand, on Chaotic Normal. Just want to say thank you again for listening to the episode. Be sure to rate and review on iTunes if you can. Check out chaoticnormal.com for all of our socials. Um, and just, yeah, share it with anyone you think might enjoy it. I did want to apologize for kind of a late episode. I think for the time being, I'll be releasing episodes on Thursday, just because I think that's going to kind of work with my schedule for a little bit. So a little bit of a change up, switching from Wednesdays to Thursdays. But um, if you're listening to this in the future, then you don't you don't really notice. So uh, yeah, just a little programming note there. Um, just and something else to look forward to. We'll probably have at the end of October, some Halloween episodes to look forward to. So keep your ears peeled for that. Um, but yeah, so until next week, I'll talk to you then. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.